Oh no, Alex Neal. Even though you understand the entirety of football, you've sold me. And now the Stoke City fans might be upset like when Harry Souter left to go to Leicester or when Stanley Matthews left to go to Blackpool or when Dave Rowson left to train as an accountant. I don't agree with that actually. Maybe I should sing them a little song to cheer them up. That might make them a bit less sad. I don't agree with that actually. But maybe I'll do it anyway. I don't agree with that actually. You're not the boss of me, Alex Neil. Hey, whispers, please remember me. When I am gone from here He whispers please remember me But not with tears Remember I was always good Remember that I always tried Remember I could tackle too Remember me as mine Cause it's better to forget Than to remember me and cry Remember I was always fast Remember I was friends with Ty Remember that ill-advised photoshop With the greystone of that time And playing Counter-Strike Cos it's better to forget to remember me and cry Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. In the realm of Stoke-on-Trent, where the physical world and the world of ideals converge, a philosophical examination unfolds, a contemplation of the beautiful game, its essence, and the nature of victory and defeat. Stoke City, the embodiment of earthly aspirations, faced Preston North End, their rivals on this plane of existence. As the players took to the verdant stage, a metaphorical allegory was set into motion, revealing the dialectic of opposing forces. Stoke, like the striving philosopher, sought to attain the highest form of footballing excellence. Meanwhile, Preston, as the antithesis, posed challenges to Stoke's pursuit of this ideal. In the second half, an embodiment of the ephemeral nature of existence manifested itself, a goal by Preston North End. Stoke, much like the philosopher encountering an epistemological paradox, were left grappling with the elusive truth of this moment. The crowd, philosophers in their own right, contemplated the transitory nature of earthly achievements. 
Stoke City, as a collective Socratic inquiry, attempted to dissect the meaning of their predicament. They probed the field with intricate passes, pondering the nature of teamwork and the pursuit of an idealised goal. Yet, Preston's defence, akin to guardians of knowledge, repelled their efforts with precision. In the closing chapters of this philosophical, philosophical discourse, a second goal emerged, a reflection of the duality of existence, where joy and sorrow coexist. Stokes' quest for the beautiful game remained unfulfilled, much like the philosopher's search for ultimate truth. <laughs> when the final whistle sounded, it was not merely the end of a football match, but a conclusion of a philosophical dialogue. The Wizards of Drivel, like the philosophers emerging from the cave, shall continue Stokes' quest for enlightenment, recognising that the pursuit of perfection is an eternal journey and defeat merely a temporary setback on the path to the ideal. Thank you to Plato for today's <laughs> And thank you uh, very much to Tony, who is, he's, he's fine, he's fine, I think, um, for the opening song. I am joined by Chris Brammer. How are you, Chris? Hello. I yeah, I'm all right. I'm okay. Thank you, Dave. How are you? Are you well? Yeah, I'm 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 pretty good. I'm pretty good. Uh Tom Throw is also with me. How are you, Tom? It's too hot. <laughs> it might be too hot. <laughs> might be too hot. <laughs> uh yes. So there we've got three wizards in the house today. Um Matt is off getting married. Congratulations to him. Uh George is off uh like in uh, a pub somewhere trying to explain to someone what a low block is and about to get glassed in, in the face. And uh, Tony is in Swansea, just <laughs> running from house to house. <laughs> so, oh, so um, whilst whilst it's um, a, a sad week uh, for Tony especially, um, we've uh, once again going to throw it open to you and find out what you guys for about that football and that once I've remembered how to do the screen sharing thingy. This, uh, this I should say, was uh, after the Rotherham game, this one. Well, he's here, he's there, he's every fucking where. Well, well, go on, Stoke. And uh, <laughs> perhaps a slightly different tone for your reactions to the Preston North End game. Tedious Link was a segment of the Chris Moeller show written by a DJ nicknamed Comedy. Comedy is a classical genre invented to stop people thinking of their own death. Death is what people do when they die. Die is what we did to the tips of our hair if we were too cool to use hair gel. Gel is a nice term used by simple football folk to excuse their team of 17 funny new names pieced together specifically to beat Rotherham from all around the globe in under two months for not getting a win. Win is something Preston will stop doing and Stoke will do more of in the future. The future is bright, a famous last words said by the advert for the now superseded phone network Orange. Orange is what you get when you mix primary colours yellow and red. Red is what goes marching in when the white can't be asked to watch us win 6-1 at home on a Tuesday night because it's only the League <laughs> Cup. It's like we seek out disappointments. I hate Preston, the Millwall of the North. <laughs> Just my man speaking facts. <laughs> right, everyone needs to calm down. You know, we've got it. 
Um, we need a bit of time, don't we? We need a bit of fucking time. Um, but yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with um, with um, Saturday. Um, I think we've got to um, probably we've just got to get through the season, haven't we? So so much, so many changes to the squad. We're going in the right direction. Um, we've got a great head of recruitment. Um, technical director seems to know his business too. Um, I just hope Alex Neal is a decent manager. That's my only worry because all this infrastructure is built around him. Um, so I just hope he's decent just so we can carry on with Gerard Dublin and Ricky Martin. Um, yeah, just going to give us some time. We can have a, um, a late little push towards the playoffs. But we'll see, won't we, lads? Hey. Speakpipe.com forward slash Wizards of Drivel for you to share your uh, audio thoughts with us. Uh, Tom, we'll start with you. Uh, We'll start with the Preston game and then perhaps uh, tangentially move into transfers, which is the probably the happier and certainly more wholesome portion of the conversation. But uh, we lost Preston. We were deservedly beaten. It was a frustrating performance. Only one shot on target. Um... Is the I'm see I'm seeing a lot of negativity. I'm also seeing a lot of people appealing for calm. Is this something we're gonna have to maybe expect at this stage in the season? Yeah, especially when you uh, couldn't hit the proverbial barn door with uh, the old shooting, which was <laughs> a problem against Millwall that has carried on. And the more I think about it, the more they feel like exactly the same game of football. Um, whoever sent in a note saying that Preston and the Millwall of the North, you've awakened something in my neuro pathways. That's weird. Um, yeah, I, I th- just one thing. I don't understand why people keep saying, oh, we'll make a late push for the playoffs. <laughs> it's 40 games of the season left. Uh, uh, there's, there's nothing decided yet so yeah we were not great Preston were fine they've they've done this so far this season and we'll do it for a certain amount more time until they get found out so it's 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 it's, it's basically August so even though it's September don't worry about it <laughs> yeah there's been some current Completely normal reaction on social media. I, I mean, like it was just kind of uh, the optimism of a six-one league cup win and a uh, you know a flurry of activity on deadline day, and then we uh, you know just roll the hits, play the hits. <laughs> Stoke fans question passion. Uh, I, I almost put together like an eleven of tweets from like mm. negative things players have had said about them from this game. And that's not to say they played well or anything, but um, certainly it, it was like, um, it, it was shit. It was shit. It's meant to be shit for a bit. Um, but it's just, it was just like, oh, do we really need to be melting down in September? I mean, well, we literally are with the weather, but Chris, <laughs> Do you find that the biggest problem we've got is uh, our fans and we should play games behind closed doors again? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll watch what I say in case I ever want to run for the fan council because those type of things come back to bite you, don't they? Um, Run for the what? I'd do that anymore, though. (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah. I I forgot we killed the 
because that's the type of influence we hold. Um, it, I think certainly we have uh, a bizarre expectation. I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's necessarily a Stoke thing. I think all football fans have like various over the top reactionary uh, fans um, amongst them. And you certainly see it. God forbid Arsenal fan TV made a whole thing out of it. That's how they made their money. Um, and, and I think that's just the nature of football fans. But I do, I find, I find it quite alien mainly because, and this isn't, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're the passionate fans here doing a podcast about Stoke, but I, I genuinely do not care that we lost to, to Preston. Like, I think ever since we came down to the championship, there's been much more of an acceptance of there's so many bloody games. It's such a long winded project. It it takes time. You're looking at seasons rather than individual games that we know we were going to lose some games. We've got 12,000 new players. They've all got to get to know each other. They've all, you know, and, and we're still dealing with the fact that they've got to, I don't know, Learn, learn the rhythms of each other. I, that that voice note that um mentioned about not sure if Alex Neal is 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 going to be a good manager or not. Like it's it's difficult to to tell because like last season we had some all right moments, but then we had a lot of bad moments. This is a whole new team. Um, I don't. I'm not not worried. I'm not over the top. I don't. As I say, I don't actually care. Um, but I don't expect us to be I, I don't know I don't know if people's expectations were mad like we've signed a lot of players and that gets everyone excited and that's cool but I'm still very much of the opinion that no if we finish in the top 10 that is a is an achievement for for us um, it's the it's the expectant. I think that joke's been made here, or it's definitely been made in our group chat. Of oh no no no, I understand that this is this is like a initial building season, and I'm totally fine with the fact that we probably won't finish very high in the table. We might not quite get to the playoffs yet, but as long as we win every single game, that's that's fine. That's that's absolutely fine by me. Yeah, like don't get me don't get me wrong. Like losing a game of football when you're invested in your football team, that's I I understand people being annoyed about it and uh, and yeah we weren't very very good at all um so I'm not I'm not saying don't be annoyed like by all means be emotionally invested in football that's why we like it but I think I'd like to think the majority of people kind of just chalk that one up to yeah we're gonna we're gonna lose some games we're not gonna be at the races all the time there's gonna be days like this because that's pretty much what it was we just didn't click we we just didn't have a good game i don't think there was anything massively tactically worrying i don't think there was anything that i'm like uh oh, alarm bells alarm bells guys um but i think that fans get mad and they find scapegoats and whether it's tyrese campbell or josh lauren or whatever um people just get mad people get mad online dave they go on twitter yes. and they get very cross Yes, uh, I think I saw Orphy say something to the effect of, you know, it's, it's genuinely not this bad in the actual ground. And we we do need to kind of, uh, especially now um, Elon has ruined it and everyone <laughs> that, everyone on the platform is younger than they were, uh, it seems to me. It's just, I think over this summer, it's can... just been like, oh, these all these young people with like Stoke 
player profile pictures have emerged and it's like oh okay. uh you know um mark mark travis should be sent to the gulag and i'm like why why what's <laughs> going on um uh to play devil's advocate a little bit um we are coming up with uh against a familiar problem and i know that the team is different but it's a perhaps a similar thing in terms of uh la- the teams of preston and millwall who we've lost to uh, who play pretty conservatively, low blocking. Um, mm-hmm. Did I use that right, Tom? Um, yes. Uh, they <laughs> know how to frustrate us, and we come unstuck against these teams. Uh, certainly, Alex Neil comes up against, unstuck against these teams too often. Is that uh, a fair criticism? And do you think he's working on a plan to stop that happening so much? Uh, he he's made a mistake, I think, with the with the the, the start of both games, really, um, in the sense of yeah, we we've, we've recruited all of these new attacking creative outlets now because of the nature of our position in football. A lot of the ones we've recruited are young and inexperienced because obviously we can't sign good creative players in their peak because they are not coming to Stoke City but both in the starting lineup against Millwall and against um, Preston where he sort of picked a centre midfield three that was quite defensive when when Josh Lawrence playing as your number 10 that's probably not uh, we're going to be more attacking than that a lot more this season I'd suggest and that potentially meant we didn't have the good start that that we need against those low blocking teams and if you can see the first goal to Millwall and Preston that kind of is game over but I think Neil probably needs time on that he himself needs to build relationships with these squads he needs to know how much I can trust people now the fact that he was prepared in both of those games, I mean, in Millwall to make drastic changes quickly and it took him a bit more time against Preston, but they hadn't scored until um, sort of 55 minutes, but then they were 2 nil up straight away. Mm-hmm. Uh, he threw sort of um, Junho in straight away. He threw uh, Jojic in for the first time. He's chucking all of those attacking players on and that, I guess, suggests that you know, he knows they're coming in extremely raw and the club have been quite good, I think, in the sense to to not put expectations on someone like Jojic. Don't big him up. He's come and he's very much bedding in. But the fact that he's already in might mean that Neil is getting that trust with him, getting that experience. So hopefully these are all just the teething problems that we have. But nonetheless, and I think Neil will probably admit to this, it's, it's been a little bit too negative uh, in the starting approach to those games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's certainly fair enough when you consider like um, the two Rotherham games. And and yes, you can caveat it with Rotherham are terrible, but you know, having said that, did they not just pick up a fairly decent result, Rotherham? You know, it's it's annoying that the player who has kind of shone the most brightly from the early part of the season, Vidigal, is injured, and then we kind of end up and. Uh, Mai's injured as well and then we end up playing a, a front three of um, a very ring rusty Tyrese Campbell uh, Leris who hasn't played that much and Wesley and you could tell there was not much clicking between those players mm-hmm. um, I think Wesley did some really nice hold up play but it was often you know too isolated um, I, I don't think that was helped by the midfield as you said Josh Laurent has 
the most advanced of the three. Not not all that um, likely to cause Preston too many problems, especially given how uh, well organised they've been this season. It's it's frustrating given that you know there is enough there, or, or certainly we assume there's enough there. Players like Juno and uh, Leris and uh, God knows how many more I, I could name. Um, we the the jury is very much going to be out with them out out on them and um i think neil himself said in that uh the famous you know him talking to fans in the pub he said look mm-hmm. i'm i'm signing a lot of players a lot a lot of players from abroad a lot quite a few of them won't work out and we're in the stage of finding out which players are going to be any good and which ones won't work out um and yeah, like I said, the only one we're relatively confident, only anyone with uh, sort of evidence that he will actually be good was injured. Um, and, and we'll get onto the actual uh, the the raft of signings we've made in the second half of the pod. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you guys. Like, yeah, it's a crap result. It's disappointing given the the general good feeling of the transfer deadline day and the the previous result, but. It's it's Stoke. It's the championship. It's crucially it's September. You know these, you know shit happens. Unfortunately, um, I I I can understand again criticisms of individual things like uh, potentially Hoover's situation or the fact Tyrus Campbell was playing maybe a bit too soon after his injury uh, and the yeah the attack the perhaps cautious setup of it, but yeah. Fine. At least better to make you, you know, mistakes now than in April, May, when it mm-hmm. fingers crossed might might matter. I, I, I was from the discourse I did read online. I thought a lot of the um, slagging off of individual players was a little bit un, unnecessary. Um, it's but... so, yeah, it's it's absolutely fucking disgusting. Some of it. It's like I know they're big boys and they get paid a lot of money, but like. The fucking little virgins being like, "Oh, you, 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 you were a disgrace to the shirt at Josh Laurent. I, I think you should do better. You do better, you prick." <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. Are we are we the old men now complaining about yeah. the youngsters on, on yeah. Twitter? It's I like, think I have. What have we become? <laughs> We've got a boomer podcast. Yeah, I, I tell you what, like just away from that. Um, one of the weird things I didn't expect in the like the last, however long we've had Alex Neal, been a year, is the rivalries that we would develop with Sunderland and apparently Preston. Like, there's a load of Preston fans who are really, like, really chuffed to win. Um, and I, and I don't know. It's just the, the the rivalries that we're getting in this championship. Hate Luton. We hate Sunderland. Preston. Westboro, I mean, yeah, but no, but West yeah, Brom's no an historic yeah, one. Like, yeah. it's it's like new ones where it's ah, oh, like, oh, I, me- I remember, I, I remember bus station anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah, I remember Derby right, when we come down. Derby reemerging as a like a grudge match mm. fixture was like quite entertaining. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I might, it's all I of think... Alex Neal's old clubs, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's there's the Alex Neal factor, I suppose, but also you know they have just gone top of the league, and I thought you know um, 
had a lot of uh, it was a bit of a red rag to a bull right our fans complaining about the the penalty that they got and it was like you know in that in that situation we, we we'd be like ah up yours fuck you you know <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah um so this will come don't... back to bite me on the ass but i don't think preston are actually very good yeah I think but yeah, I, thought, I think they're just they're just they're just chilling out on some variants. They hmm. they're just going to sit back and I, win games with well, four they? touches of the yeah. ball. Yeah, and it, and it won't last. But yeah, no, and and it's I mean again, I've re I've rewatched the highlights and stuff, and yeah, I don't think they were very good. Um, but it's one of those early seasons. They've got a bit of bounce to them. You would hope that they would fall down. To be honest with you, I feel like in it we are. It's going to be in and around the same positions at the end of the season because I do think I don't think we're going to push for the playoffs or anything, um, but I do think we'll do better than last year. And I think Preston will finish similarly as well. Like, uh, just just chill out, everyone. What chill. I what I want from this season isn't even top ten. I want us to uh, run it back the Johan Boskamp o five o six season. We've brought in load of foreign players. There's sometimes sometimes we've got to smash teams off the park. Sometimes we're going to look like we've never even seen a football before. Um, I want Alex Neil. I want Alex Neil to uh, get in an argument with his assistant manager and call him a shit guy. Um, I, 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 I want uh, you know people imploring him to eat an oat cake because it's funny when a man eat an, eats an oat cake. Um, yeah, I just want I want that whole Johan Boskamp aesthetic. I want I want the new Martin Kolar to emerge, the new hey. Junior, the new Sambegu Bangora. Oh, <laughs> oh, beautiful stuff! Right, uh, we're going to call it a day for the first half of the pod, in which we've got all that Preston out the way, <laughs> and we're going to talk about transfers and who our favourite lovely new Korean boy is. Spoiler <laughs> alert. It's going to be Bay. No, we're going down. Football sucks because of our pals. Welcome back. And it's time to talk about happier things. It's time to talk about all those exciting transfers we've done. Ooh, it feels like supporting Nottingham Forest. Wow. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, a busy deadline day for Stoke City, um, getting uh, three deals over the line on deadline day. We um, unfortunately say goodbye to uh, Josh Tymon. Um, But I think the the, the real uh, exciting story of the was it the day before deadline day or um uh, certainly in the the week leading up to it was the signing of Junho Bay from South Korea club something citizen i don't want to butcher the pronunciation something citizen um and if you haven't seen the video the club posted of uh sort of behind the scenes uh, or bts if you will of the um do you know signing it's it's really really interesting video because it gives you a sort of sense of what that kind of um madness is like that transfer madness and especially when you've got a player from south korea with relatively little english um <laughs> arriving at an airport the thing i found most interesting was that jared dublin goes to meet him at the airport and drives him up to Stoke. I did not know if if that was part of his remit at all. 
Um, but I, I thought it was a, a really just nice piece of content from the club. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the player himself in a sec, but um, what's, what do we make of the whole Dublin thing, Tom? What, what, why is this happening now? Why, what, what's going on? <laughs> uh, we've looked out. We've tried to modernise as a club and found a American accented angel who has guided <laughs> us into the light where we now sign under 20 World Cup stars from South Korea. Yeah, it's 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 great stuff. Um, the, I think the most telling quote from the video, which uh, occurs when I think Jared is, is driving, uh, he says, we've seen someone who we see as a potential Premier League quality player but also someone who could uh, play in the first team right away or pretty much right away. Um, and this looks a really tasty one, uh, especially given that his cameo was uh, well-received yesterday, one of few bright spots for Stoke. Um, Chris, ever fallen in love? Um. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, Dave. With well, a signing. Know. With a sign. Okay. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. Certainly. Certainly. It's. I don't know. It's quite. A, it feels like quite a wholesome sign, doesn't it? And I don't know if that's just because the video itself is quite wholesome. Um. Again, it would be one that I, I don't. I know Mr. Dublin has said that he sees him as first team player and stuff, but there is with with any player coming from uh, a different country you have to allow time for people to settle and to get a level of communication going and 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 that type of thing so um you know patience i would i would request everyone to have patience but no it's it's one that um i'm right in thinking this had been rumored for quite a while hadn't it uh the deal had been going on um and obviously these t- things you need international clearance and all all that good legal stuff um but no it's it is it is an exciting one and it does feel like some of the signings we've made are very exciting and very unknown but then um bay and burger i would say are like players who you're like oh oh they're they're a different quality to what we have um and they they make you feel exciting for the now. I'll tell you what I did like. Um he's he's gone with the number twenty two, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, was Jordan Shakiri's. And I in my head, it was quite cool because the picture of him there, uh that they put up announcing it was him arms folded with a grey sky in the background. And that is exactly what the Shakiri photo was. It's law, the Stoke City <laughs> law. It's great. Um, so <laughs> I thought that was cool. But no, I'm excited. I'm excited about him. Um, we signed a load of players. There's just so many. <laughs> I'm looking at the list now, and it's just there's so many players. Yeah, I think in a sec we'll make instantaneous, like you know, completely irrational judgments on all of them, which will be pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, I, you know, um, you, you shouldn't uh, read too much into the clips the club themselves post of trading. But it was like, oh, he's rolled it, and then he scored. Oh, that was a nice finish. Oh, he's really good. Oh, oh, I think he might be the best player in the world. Oh, this is good. Um, so yes, uh. J 
jolly, jolly exciting scenes. And um, yes, just just another kind of attacking player. I, do we do we think he'll probably play the more advanced midfield position? Is that probably his role? He, he well, played <laughs> left wing and number ten uh, in the twenty five minute cameo he had. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. One one of the plethora of attacking players that we now happen to have. Yes, and still somehow we feel like we're quite light in terms of striker because of <laughs> the nature of things, because we Dwight Gale still getting minutes. Um okay, so right, let's just go through all of our signings in terms of the transfer marked fee. We'll go from top to bottom, instantaneous judgments, observations, things you think about them. Mm. Uh, comments on their appearance. Go for it. Um, so first, the most expensive signing and arguably the highest profile, certainly in terms of club bought from, uh, fee paid for, and sort of, I don't know, presence, I guess. Walter Berger uh, from FC Basel, 5 million euros, it says, on transfer market. Don't know how reliable these things are, but um, excellent announcement video. He yeah. says, Walter Berger, please duck. And, I- you know, who can't get behind that? I was also really impressed um, because I appreciate clever marketing. I also liked that then on the the eve they were offering um, food hub vouchers uh, <laughs> for people to like you know get twenty percent off if you put in this code. I thought that was some very good level of of marketing. So well done their media department. You've done great this summer. Um, I'm excited, honestly excited by by Burger. Um, I like midfielders and I like him and I think he will be uh, a key player. Genuinely do. Yes. Um, he, he certainly gives that kind of uh, rangy midfielder. Um, eye for a pass looks good. He's already scored a goal for us, which makes him better than a hell of a lot of signings we've made in the past. Um, yeah. Great stuff. Um Ryan Mai. Now we've uh, seen a little bit of Ryan in action. Uh, it was nice. Uh, did he get his first goal in that Rotherham game? I lost count of who, who scored. And it, and it was yes, he did. spectacular. And I thought we sorely, sorely missed him against uh, Preston just because the way he scored the goal where he just takes a touch that probably the defenders aren't expecting him to take, which frees yeah. up a bit of room so he can get a shot off and, I think that's a really good thing to be able to do in the championship. And he seems, he doesn't seem too lightweight. He seems like he's going to be okay with getting kicked, which I think a lot of our players appear to be actually. So that's, that's a promising sign. So I am, I'm a big Moroccan Ryan fan. (laughs) Terrific. Uh, Bay, we've talked about Uh, Ben Pearson, the, if a funny one, because it feels like he's a established player for us already. (laughs) Um, Just a a note to Ben Pearson. Uh, I I think, did he come on against either Millwall or other? I can't remember. But got booked within a minute. And (laughs) yesterday, booked (laughs) within a literal minute. minute. For the love of God, Ben, you've got to stop that, please. Oh, my God. Does my my tree in. Just like... Yeah. he's, he's He's like... It's funny because I wonder if part of that is the whole, the, the way the referees have started this season, they have gone to town with bookings and they're trying to establish themselves in a game. And, and we, we've spoke about this on another podcast, but like last season, I think 
those type of things, he probably would have. I mean, he was still getting booked, wasn't he? That's part of his whole thing. He's a he's a he's a dickhead, but he's our dickhead. Um, but yeah, I think he he is suffering from a harsher uh, refereeing criteria. But it's weird because yeah, he's been here for ages. It's like when you you just said him then. I'm like, well, no, that's that's not a new signing. Oh no, it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nikola Jojic, Yo, I'm going to say Jojic, Jojic, I think. Um, Serbian 19-year-old made his first uh, appearance uh, this week. Um, um, Baptism of Fire playing in a 10-1 defeat to Man United under 21s. Um, this seems to be one we're a bit more coy about. We, we've not really gone to town on like, oh, we've got this lad. It's just he was a, a lower key sort of. Uh, announcement as uh, Tom said earlier. Um, Vidigal, we've we've spoken about already, already impressed us. Shame he's injured. Hope to see him back soon. DJ, where do we think, do we think DJ is going to be, a, you know, do we think he's going to be a regular starter this season? Because he, he, he started the first couple of games, hasn't started recently. Do we, is he a squad player? What is he? I think he's a squad player who's almost almost there to be shot at. Like he's gonna play at 10 for us, but whether it be like Lauren or Berger showing that they have to both play, or one of the younger, more exciting number tens coming through saying, actually, no, I'll take the shackles off you. He's like the he's the safe, steady pair of hands mm-hmm. who maybe hasn't really shone a lot yet. So yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, in a second, lads, it just uh, braces. I'm going to ask you for your three hots and your two nots. I want you to predict three players who are going to shine for us and two players <laughs> who perhaps won't shine for us. Um, quickly round, uh, I say round up this list. There's like 10 to go. Uh, Ender Stevens, <laughs> we've already seen, we've already spoken about it. I quite like him so far. He seems pretty canny operator. He is 32, so. You know, rough with the smooth. Uh, Michael Rose, uh, he is he's another one like Daniel Johnson who started and then didn't start the last game. Perhaps has already once again had his place taken by McNally, who is also on this list. Um, Centre half is an area that a lot of people have flagged as, you know, an area we're light in. Uh, we've got Rose, Wilmot, McNally and a mystery free agent that Pete Smith alluded to uh, earlier today. Do we agree with consensus that we are light in the area? Yes. <laughs> mm. <laughs> would a... we would we welcome a free agent in the form of a Tuan Zebe? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Moving on. Wesley. I I quite like Big Wes. I wasn't sure I would like Big Wes, but I think I quite like Big Wes. Where are we on yeah. Big Wes? I yeah, yeah he's it's, it's he, he he is. I it's a weird one because in a team that is stri- like crying out for strikers, he don't get me wrong. He, he I feel like he's he's probably will score, but I don't feel like that is how Alex Neal is using him. He's not using him for his scoring ability. He's using him for everyone else around him. Um, and to that end, I think he's he's decent. Um, yeah, I, I quite like him. I'm, a, I'm a, sad we didn't sign... Um, was it 
Cannon, Tom Cannon. Yeah, your your <laughs> yeah, big Wesson the gun was gonna be just <laughs> I mean, it's something that I'm sad we don't have. But no, I like Wes. I like Wes. Yeah. Right. Um. In in every sort of bunch of signings or new squad, you get a player that you kind of get the sense you'll completely forget about. And go, oh yeah, we signed him as well. For me, that player is Medi Leris or mm. Larice. Um, it's just like, oh yeah, we got him as well. He, I mean, he he started uh, yesterday and has already scored for the club in that uh, Rotherham drubbing. Um, what what did we make of his performance yesterday? A frustrating one, I thought. He, he there was times in the first half where I thought he was trying to do a little bit too much, but um, mm-hmm. an interesting one. I can't again complete question mark still for me this one. Pretty much the same. He, he seemed to suffer from the lack of another creative player really coming from the middle um yeah i, uh, I think i was just gonna say i think your point of it, it it looks like he was trying a little bit too hard i think that's probably spot on and again it's second what is his second game or whatever he's trying to impress in front of a bigger crowd there's there, again multitude of reasons just need to be a bit more patient with him but i i do quite like him um just because he's an exciting name. Yes. <laughs> Anything with an accent on it, you're like, ooh, exactly. hello. Um, yep. uh, speaking of exciting names, Lyndon Gooch uh, from Sunderland um, uh, made some uh, minutes for us yesterday. And, uh, you know, people seem to like what they saw in those few minutes. Um, are we, is he right back cover for Kiana Hoiver or could he even supplant him? Could do if he carries on playing well. He seemed to do a lot more cutting inside and mixing it up, which I'm a big fan of from a fullback. Mm. And now it seems that we're completely stacked full of right backs now. We're like England. Because <laughs> um, the next name on the list is Junior Chamadu from Colchester, a long running saga. I think I, I heard Junior Chamadu's name before like most of the players we actually signed. Um, a 19 year old, highly rated, uh, young defender from Colchester. Um, he, there was there something about him falling out with the Colchester mm. fans or something, yeah, or the manager. Manager, he was, he was uh, cl- clearly, he was, his, his head was gone. As uh, who, mm. who tweet was it Stephen Fletcher who tweeted heads gone that time, and that became a bit of a meme. That's that's some that's some transfer. For the teenagers stuff. Um, <laughs> um, the next guy I cannot pronounce. Haksabanovich. Haksabanovich from Celtic. That's on good. loan. Uh, left winger. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I would like uh, Jojic and Haksabanovich to play. And then just hopefully the the Arnautovich Slavic um, name suffix can work some magic. I don't know. Um, <laughs> seems seems a bit squad fillery to me. Uh, just a name that came up out of nowhere. I'd like, yeah, we may as well. <laughs> but mm. just looking at the flags. Oh god, um, Mont- Montenegro. I'm just. I've learned the Montenegrin flag. Sweden um, as well, on that. And Sweden, Why? yeah. Um, the the next one is just the conventional uh, Netherlands and Suriname 
combination that's Keanu Hoover, um, who was coming in for some criticism. He was the golden boy at the end of last season. We were like, oh, yeah, can't get enough of Keanu Hoover. He's the best thing ever. And it's like, oh, no, we can't defend. Oh, we hate him now. Um, yeah, I think Keanu Ow. will be fine. He's 21 years old. He will be fine. Um, Internet fans are fickle. Yes, yes. This is true. Uh, the, yeah, the minute he scores another worldie, yeah, yep. all the mm-hmm. stuff will be forgotten. Luke McNally um, signed from Burnley on loan. Uh, big. Yeah, big, big boy. Um, hopefully he does a little bit better than in the, uh, I was going to say Millwall, best in the game. Mark Travers, please mm. stay fit. <laughs> That's <what I> can... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now, <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and and then finally, um, someone who's who's already left, <laughs> Chiquinho. We hardly knew you. Um, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to repeat the story we heard about Chiquinho, depending on who told it us. So I won't. I won't say the story we heard. Suffice to say, um, um. A questionable not attitude, uh, not the one, but uh, if I scroll mm. up the list, left winger, left winger, right winger, right winger, yeah. left winger. We're, we're fine in that position. I'm not too fussed. Hate politics out of football. Yes, we, we um not too fussed about that. So, gentlemen, <laughs> I, I want your I want your your three your three hots and your two nots. I'll go first to give you some time to think. My three hots, the players that are gonna while the crowds this season are and it's a bit of a cop out first of first of all because he's already shown us some lovely stuff but Andre Vidigal is my first one I think he is he is the uh the diamond of the window I think he's he's going to be uh a player we we've properly fallen in love with my second one is gonna be Walter Berger again conventional mm-hmm. choice given the the price tag but already looking pretty good and then I'm going to say that our man Medi Leris is going to shine. So uh, mm-hmm. I've picked I've picked two I've picked two players who've already scored and another one who's already you know won the first games <laughs> of the team sheet. Three who've That's already my... scored actually. Yeah. Three players. Three players have already scored. Um, but my two knots. I am going to cast doubt upon Daniel Johnson. And Michael Rose. There you go. I'm casting doubts. Prove me wrong, fellas. Prove me wrong. Uh, Chris. Mm. Um, well, I've copied you a little bit in that I think that my my three hots are Vidigal, <laughs> yeah, Burger. Yep. And then I've gone for my third one. And it's a difficult one because it's difficult to describe a goalkeeper as being hot, but I think the, the addition of Mark Travers. Is going to be the like one of the key differences this season for us. Certainly, gains a few points. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, and I do think that when when it's when the end of the season comes, I in my head imagine a situation where um, because I don't think we're going up, but I do imagine that we will be like, oh, that is that's a loan signing we need to make permanent. Um, in terms of my knots, um, controversial. I think that Mister Gooch may not be all that and and I went with Moroccan Ryan uh, mm, yeah. only be, only because I think that it's going to be I think 
he it's just gonna a load of these players it's gonna take a while for them to to adjust and I think that whilst his goal was really good I liked his goal against Rotherham um and there's certainly a player there I just think it's gonna take a little while for him to adjust um but then again you could say the same for literally any of them they're all young they're all children they're gonna need to take a while to learn the surroundings. Uh, so I, I would quite yeah. like it though if Tom said Ben Pearson needs a little time yeah. to adjust to, to learn the way of playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, another reason I, I put Daniel Johnson on my maybe not list was because uh, of our association with him via the uh, announcement video. So Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it, was it, <laughs> we've, we, we've cursed the man. Um so to to round off the quite Boring. Well, no, my my hot aren't boring because of what Chris has just said. So yeah, I have Vidigal and Berger um, because customary. Uh, I actually have Moroccan Ryan as my hey. third part. So I will I will go to war with Chris. Wars within the podcast. Wars outside the podcast. This is a warring podcast. <laughs> I um I I think yeah I think Moroccan Ryan is our first choice striker. Uh, and he will do good. He will do good. My knots. Now, I promise I was actually going to say this name before you just dared me to, but I'm going to put Ben Pearson in there. Yay. Um, Just because whilst I do think he's very good at some things, I do also think he's just very championship uh, and uh, well, basically, I've been really impressed with him at the start of the season, um, which is disappointing from from him. Uh, I thought he'd come in and sort of do quite well, but he was very bad uh, in his last few games. So, and and I think he's going to fall really foul of this new refereeing yeah. style unless it changes soon. Like he's already got three yellow cards, has he? Maybe four? I don't know. He's he's going to be suspended before the. October international break or something which would be <laughs> really stupid. Um and then my other not I'll I'll give both names just for for why not. Um is I'm also picking Michael Rose um just because I sort of thought we were signing him as a backup center back so I, I can't really see him doing much and I'm also just because the tables are stacked against him and I hope this makes him angry like his mate Marco and this is what happens when and then he gets good um, but I think Hak Sabonovic uh, has a lot in front of him already and he's starting from behind and seemed to struggle with that at Celtic a little bit he seemed to struggle with competition for places um, and I'm not saying he won't do well for us, but I he's on my not list, so maybe he won't. Yeah, yeah, complete, completely fair enough. I think uh, we all avoided putting Bay into the the hots category just because we don't want to put pressure on the poor lad. <laughs> we, <laughs> we couldn't we couldn't bear the thought of jinxing him. Um, um, so yes, as uh, Neil himself has said, the, these these signings, the, you're gonna get some. Uh, players who, who don't work out and we we are hoping uh, that uh, a combination of a few of them can click into some kind of uh, exciting attacking unit and I've just ri- I've written down a, st- a starting 11 made entirely of new signings and then thought it was slightly silly so I've brought Laurent back in for Daniel Johnson <laughs> in the midfield um, but uh, back four we've pretty much seen the season uh, 
how about this as a as a front six? Berger and Laurent behind Bay, and then Vidigal on the left, Leris on the right, Mai up top. That mm-hmm. could that could produce some spicy, spicy content. By content, <laughs> I mean goals. It's it's tantalizing. It certainly is. Like like I and I I know that it's just the fun of the fact that we are signing players from outside of the British Isles. So this is really exciting. Um but I don't know, it's it's yeah, that feels like it could do something. You have no idea, because who knows? They could all just be duds, but it might all be great. It could be great. My new signings <laughs> team sorry, my new signings team. This is this is the exciting part and this is the beauty of the Carabao Cup. My new signings team already has eight goals to their name this season. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I like lovely. it. Yeah. No, it's brill. It's brill. Um, I'm excited to see what they do. Yes, indeed. Um, so um any suggestions for the hippo tank before we go? Ooh. Um some people off Twitter. Yeah. Just yeah, it's a shame to be talking vibe. about yeah, talking about that that early. Uh, this early in the season, but you know, if you if you're gonna gonna fuck around, you're gonna find out, aren't you? Ooh, Dwayne um, Holmes, who's too... he? He's the dude who did the dive. And oh he's yeah, also just a shit house all game, um, and he's done that before for Derby. So I, I'm rattled. I, I, yes, I am. I'll admit to it. He can go. Good. Uh, yeah, I'll go with that. Um, I'll, I'll I'll also put leaking washing machines. Uh, in in my hippo tank as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Right. Um. So thank you very much, guys, for uh this this mammoth session of talking about all these new names that we will forget. <laughs> Medi Leris by like November. I swear to God, mm. we'll forget. We'll forget Junior Chamadu by mid December. But you know that's the fun. That's the fun of being Nottingham Forest now. This is all exciting. So, um, thank you very much, uh, Chris. Oh, no worries. Thank you, Dave, for having us. No problem. Thank you, Tom. That was up the hippos in Korean. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Well, up those hippos. Um, Yeah. International break now. (sighs) Oh, God, is it? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Well, oh. We we get to see all our new signings play for good teams. <laughs> They're going to come back in. Uh, new question. Which of them are, is coming back injured? <laughs> which all of them the goes above. Which of them goes missing? Bange, uh, Sammy Bega Bangora style. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, oh. well. Please don't get. Please don't go missing anyone. Um, have a lovely week. Uh, <laughs> back to school tomorrow. Uh, see you later, folks. <laughs> bye, 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 bye. We started with Plato and ended with this shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs>